You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shanglock. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listen today, I'm not an idiot. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk presented by BetUS. Here with your break from all the high resource file propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. And life is back on sports betters. And BetUS has your NCAA, NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with our promo code TTTT125. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BETUS. You bet, you win, you get paid, BETUS.com. Joining me now, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Greetings and salutations, fellas. Good to be here this week. Great weekend out at The Rock, kind of, and uh, good to be here. And the Wizard of Whiskey himself, Shane Light. Hey, Bump, did you use, like, Dollar Store Brown WD-40 on that chair? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you heard that squeak, huh? You know, and I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here looking at the WD-40 that I sprayed on it last week. As it's squeaking, it's like it's staring at me, just, just taunting you. It, it's that can's me. probably for or that container of it's probably from like 1984. It, it lost the the 40 part of it. It's just WD now. Yeah, I wonder how you would tell the difference in cans of WD-40 through the years because I think ever since I've been alive, it's been the exact same can. You know, you're probably right. Uh, steady branding. Um, you know, it just uh, everybody knows WD-40. Why change it? The Dodgers just defeated the Atlanta Braves. So we're recording this on Tuesday night instead of the usual Monday. Uh, Dodgers defeated the Braves. So uh, Twitter probably going bananas right now, not only because of that, but because of our cryptic tweets that we keep slinging out there in the atmosphere. <laughs> just uh, on, on Bump's suggestion, we were trying to think of a code word. If we get the uh, the second confirmation that we're we're headed to the Sun Belt, and uh, Jason suggested a hippo, so I just randomly tweeted a gif of a hippo. So we will see what kind of response that gets. Um, but yes, yeah, so the the Dodgers win. Before we talk about the the, the big news of the day, um, I've got a, a comedy show coming up this Thursday night at Brewski's. That's Thursday, October the twenty first. Good friend uh, Louis Katz. You may have seen Louis on HBO. You may have seen him on NBC. You may have seen him on Comedy Central. Uh, Louis Katz making, I believe, his fourth appearance in the Hub City. He is um, – so real quick on Louis. His last show in Hattiesburg was March the 12th, 2020. So he was on his way to Hattiesburg when everything went south of the pandemic. And I think we had like – it was nobody really knew what to do, so I think we had like 20 people show up. Like he still came and performed, but he was like all of his shows after that were getting canceled. So 
hopefully we have a great time. And, and as always, make sure you uh, look these comics up on YouTube before you come out. But it should be a great show at Bruce Key's Thursday night, 8 p.m. Tickets are $10 in advance or $15 at the door. Okay, so the the big chatter, and we've, we've kind of shied away from talking about the conference realignment situation um, on the past, really the past few months of the show, just because there's been a lot of smoke, but there hasn't been much fire. Now you're starting to see some of the fire. So multiple sor- multiple sources have tweeted out that the um, AAC, the American Athletic Conference, is expected to accept applications from Charlotte, FAU, North Texas, Rice, UAB, and UTSA to join their conference. Um, this kind of not a surprise that they're extending invitations to other teams. Uh, and you look at the market size of where these teams are located, it makes perfect sense. That being said, it definitely to a lot of people was a woof moment. I mean, UAB probably the strongest candidate out there right now. Um, of any anybody in conference USA, if we're being fair, given their facility situation and how they performed um, on the field and on the court, but some of these others, just like man, that's just you're 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 almost laughing at our former conference brethren in uh, Memphis and Tulane. I can't remember who pointed it out earlier, uh, but all you got to do is is pay a visit to some of the message boards for, for those schools, whether it be ECU or Tulane or Memphis and see their reaction to the teams that are joining their conference and then step on over to a Sunbelt message board and see how excited they are at the possibility of us and Marshall joining their conference. And that tells you all you need to know about the feelings of the vast majority of people about what's going on today. Um, Conference USA tried this experiment back in the day, um, and we see where that got Conference USA as a conference. So, I mean, good luck to you. I mean, it, it it may be a dream scenario for us in the end. Absolutely. Yeah, somehow if we get left out of what became the AAC before and what is the AAC now, if we get left out twice, it will actually end up being – Perfect <laughs> for, for us, you know, and I had the guy to get on board with the Sunbelt thing. I mean, you guys kind of taught me into it a little bit, but the more you look at it, the, 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 here, here's what I know. I don't want to be where we are anymore, right? And it's looking more and more like there might not be a where we are. So that is great. And if you got to pick one of the two, you don't want to, I mean, the AAC is losing all of their good teams, right? And, 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 and so it's, it's going to kind of be like what we are right now. I mean, with the addition of a couple of teams we used to not care about anyway. So, I don't know. G- give me some new scenery. Give me some regional scenery. Not to mention, Southern Miss is smack dab in the middle of that league already, right? So, it kind of checks a lot of the boxes that we've been clamoring for for years, years and years and years. And bringing Marshall along with us, I think everybody in our, I think everybody, every Southern Miss fan probably respects Marshall. You know, Marshall's got a brand. Um, they're very similar to us. Right? The only thing I wish about Marshall is I wish they were a little bit closer just so I could go to more games. They are closer football. to me. Well, that's <laughs> very true. For us, it's at least what, three states away, four states away. Uh, it is. I, if I can't figure out off the top of my head how many states it is away, it's probably a little bit too far. But West Virginia is just a half idea. a state. Oh, that's true. In Tennessee, 
if you just go north to south, it's like a third of a state. So, so the the AAC, which has kind of um, branded itself as the best group of five conference the past few years, they are of course lo- losing the really the meat of their conference in uh, in Houston, Cincinnati, as well as UCF. So uh, those teams are going to the Big Twelve. So you lose that, you you really are getting a, another incarnation. Even though those three were Conference USA schools at one time, you're really getting another incarnation of Conference USA. To me, at this point, a basketball should probably be better in the AAC, but football right now is better in the Sun Belt, and I think baseball as well. So, you know, you've got a lot of teams. You you've got that Conference USA um, makeup with a lot of these teams. They're big. They're in. They're teams that are in big markets and that's it. And you have a lot of these Sunbelt teams who kind of may have kind of worked their way up, but they have had strong football traditions to get there. The Georgia Southerns, the the App State, you know, um, Coastal Carolina as of late has really come on strong. So, you know, as far as being similar to us, it, it kind of, feels more like we'll have more in common with these schools than the Sunbelt. So before we talk about the Sunbelt even, so we've we've gotten on, uh, you know, good word that um, that the Golden Eagles are headed to the Sunbelt. We are just waiting to get a second confirmation, thus the hippo. So we don't want to break a story and have it get out there and then something go awry. So I've spoken with multiple people in Southern Miss Media. Everybody else is pretty much hearing the same thing, but nobody has heard a, a confident of enough source to where they're like, okay, let's announce this. Let's run with it. Let's get it out there. Um, people from other schools, people that, uh, you know, for 24 seven sites have mentioned that they, that they are fully, they are very confident that Southern Miss and Marshall are heading to the Sun Belt. Um, so when that news is going to come about, I'm not sure, but there is uh, the smoke has has really gotten to the point where you can almost see the flame right now. So it, it seems very likely. Yeah, and I'll I'll add that <clears throat> the source that we're talking about also said that he, because I asked, was it um is that going to be like the end of Conference USA? They said no, no, no. There's already a plan in place too to continue the league. So I was just kind of hoping the conference USA would just go away. I never had to see those letters in the same order ever again. Uh, but at least according to to, to my story, you know, uh, conference USA will will, will remain a lead. Just I'm not sure where they're going to start getting the teams from, but there's a plan in place. They're probably going to start with Liberty and James Madison, if I had to guess. Those, I mean, like if you're trying to give you some kind of credibility, I probably would start with Liberty. Um, although there's there's you know definitely some issues there that the 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 uh, public schools could have an issue with with the way Liberty conducts themselves at times. Um, but and we already like turned them down once. Yeah, we've already turned. I mean, and, and that was the whole reason because they got the money. I mean, they offered pretty much to buy their way into the conference. So. Um, but Conference USA really didn't have a choice. It, I would imagine that that James Madison and Liberty would be the – if they are going to stay intact. If if the rumors are true that the Sun Belt is only going to take two teams um, in Southern Miss and Marshall and not 
and, and stay at 12 as opposed to going up to 14, um, then, you know, you kind of have enough schools there to where you can try to make something happen. Um, you know, Western, what, Western, Middleton, uh, UTEP, Louisiana Tech, Old Dominion, FIU, there, you're just going to be spread up. You're just going to be spread out across the map. Yeah, if you're Liberty in this situation with as as well as they've done without being members of a conference, do you accept that invitation to Conference USA? I'd have to think twice about it if I was them. Uh, I mean, they seem to be doing just fine, although they lost to Louisiana Monroe uh, this past weekend with a with a former Southern Miss player at quarterback uh, in Chandler Rogers. Yeah, Um, but. you know, I I don't know that uh, that Liberty would be a sure thing, even if Conference USA wanted them. That this, it, their fans seem to want to go somewhere. Well, um, they just want to they just want to <laughs> sit in the corner and watch, Jamie. They uh. <laughs> but it is a weird situation with Liberty. Uh, I mean, Shane brings up a really good point. And if you ask anybody who's currently in Conference USA, if the people inside the conference are telling you, like, dude, I don't know about that, <laughs> you know, then that's got, it's got to hold a little bit of weight, I would think. Uh, and then you then you factor in that they've already been turned down once. Man, you, I don't you, I don't know. Do you do you even feel if if it is true and, and it ends up where. Marshall and and Southern Miss go to the Sun Belt. Do you even feel a little bit bad for Louisiana Tech? Um, I mean, they kind of made that bed. They they burned a lot of bridges with the Sun Belt when they left to to join Conference USA a few years back. Uh, but I mean, they they have a, a competitive football program. Uh, they they never they always tech it up and, and never seem to be able to close the deal and win a championship. But they're competitive. They field a good team year in and year out and. Uh, I mean, to be left in the last, you know, what would it be four teams left if us and Marshall left or would it be six teams left? It'd be six teams left because six teams went to the AAC and then it would be us two. So the you know, math. So you would have um, to get you, I think you'd have to get. I don't know. They'd it, have to get at least four teams to come. Yeah, out. I was about to say they'd have to have at least 10 teams total. So, yeah, I don't know, man. And two, it's really some of these teams. I mean, not just in Conference USA, but in general, are like borderline D one at this point. Yeah. So I don't know where you're going to pull those other teams from. So, and this is, uh, I know that Louisiana Tech was in the Sun Belt. weren't they in the Were they in the WAC at one point? Yeah. Yeah. Back before the WAC ceased to uh, be a FBS football playing conference. And then they were in the Sun Belt. So when were they in the Sun Belt? In between the WAC and Conference USA. So they, so I'm, they I'm were. Looking on, I'm looking on the, the Wikipedia right now, and I've got Western Athletic Conference 2001 to, through 2012, Conference USA 13 to, through present. Yeah, I know they're in. This has got to be wrong. I don't think I don't think they ever joined the Sun Belt. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I think they went straight from the whack, but I think they thought they were better than the Sun Belt or whatever. Which, okay, you know, at that time, maybe that was it. I, I, yeah, I know they yeah, had a maybe big, they just a big thing with, with not noise. playing Monroe and not playing uh, Lafayette. 
you la la yeah yeah i very i'm a few beers in and and now i'll pour a whiskey in on the night so uh very well maybe wrong about that but i I swore they were in the sunbelt but i just i knew they burned a lot of bridges with the sunbelt when they came to conference usa because of the smack that their athletic director talked about you know being above and and superior to those uh other louisiana schools um so I, i don't think there's uh, a lot of love between those schools wanting to uh, to take them into the fold. None and I mentioned Liberty uh, wanting to join, but uh, I've been to James Madison's campus a couple times in the last year. I had a, a customer that was there in Harrisonburg, Virginia. They've got a really nice stadium. Uh, the capacity is in the 25,000 range. It could easily be expanded because uh, only one side of the stands is, is a big uh, kind of grandstand two tiered area. Um, but they've got a budget in the, you know, 55 million range. That's, you know, twice what ours is. Uh, and, and, and they play, uh, they're, they're in the hunt for the FCS championship year in and year out. So if, if a school was ready to make the move up, James Madison seems to, you know, be uh, closer than a lot of schools that, that have made that move in the past. Um, so, I mean, if if you're them, are you that hungry to get to FBS where you're like, all right, we'll join the remnants of this dying conference with the best leadership that's ever lived uh, and, and make that move? Or uh, do do they have second thoughts? I mean, there's Conference USA is in a bad spot right now. I mean, it's been that. I mean, like you think about where Conference USA was like, you know, it's never been like. Obviously, a BCS conference back in the day, but, uh, you know, definitely for a, a while there seemed like the strongest of the non BCS conferences. And then, you know, you get you, you really had a, a leg up on the Sun Belt, but they've kind of taken that. And a lot of that has to do with our leadership. Or lack of leadership or yeah. lack thereof. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, what are you talking about, man? We, uh, you know, came up with a brilliant plan to play a basketball tournament where no fans were going to go to uh, have two games going at once separated by a giant curtain that was able to create its own Twitter accounts. I mean, that's got to count for something. It's, yeah. I mean, it's laughable what what Judy and her team have have done uh, to call leadership in this conference. It, I mean, they they sank it. I mean, they, they sank it. it in the early 2000s. Conference USA had a very strong case to be uh, the the strongest G5 conference. Uh, and, I mean, just to see what has happened to the conference is just kind of sad. Um, but uh, I don't understand why the yeah, president well, well, I, I, yeah, stick around this long. I, I'll, I'll take it a step further. I think that we are by far – I mean, not that I even used the terms P5 and G5, especially back then. But uh, we, we it seems like year in and year out – Two or three teams in the top 25, uh, half the conference probably in the top 40. And that's just in football. In basketball, you could have made the argument back in the day, it might have been the best conference. And before he's even laugh at that, think about the teams that are in that league yeah. with with Memphis, with uh, with and that's, and that's Memphis with Calipari, that's uh, Cincinnati with Huggy Bear, that's DePaul, that's I me. Mean, Marquette was in there for a little bit. Louisville, Louisville. Um, it was. You, you could at least have made the argument. That it was the best basketball conference around. The St. Think, Louis Billikens weren't bad back in the day. No. Boy, talk about a bad baseball field. Dude, I got, in a, I got in a fight with a Billiken at the conference tournament one time. <laughs> Didn't you really? 
Yeah, me and him, we threw down. I think I think <laughs> I won, but uh, yeah, it was. It you was better a, have. It was a, yeah. I, I know. I, I mean, I didn't lose. Um, it was <laughs> it was at the pyramid, and uh, I was changing. Bass Pro Shops. Yeah, now it's Bass Pro Shops. I was in there like changing, and and uh, Bob Huggins came in there and took a pee next to me while I was trying to change. Um, <laughs> so. That gives you the, uh, you know, that was our changing room situation at the time. So anywho, um, but yeah, so it, it seems, so just to, to recap, uh, it seems like this is going to be something we are probably going to be discussing from here on out. We've kind of didn't want to talk too much about it because it, it really just felt like speculation. Um, you know, we had some, we had an idea about what was going to happen. We heard rumors, but there was nothing really concrete, but it, it really is, feels like it's starting to come to fruition. Um, probably won't be an easy process because I'm, I think we'll still be in the conference in Conference USA next year. But after that, I think is when things could start shaking up. So uh, this is going to be a long haul, but hopefully we will get some information really soon about that. So while we're still let's, in conference, let's add one more Tusa trophy to the case before we blow this joint. Absolutely. Oh, however we can get it. So we're still in Conference USA, still playing Conference USA teams, and uh, those teams that are leaving to the AAC, still playing Conference USA games. We had one this past weekend. Before we talk about the game, I will say that it was an absolutely beautiful day on campus. It was a little cooler than it had been, still a little toasty at times, but a beautiful day on campus. Um, Great to see everybody. Gerald McGrath came by the tailgate for a while. It was good to see him and good to catch up with him. He looks uh, looks great. Still, I mean, you're not going to meet any more of a of a hardcore Golden Eagle than than uh, GMAC. I mean, he really is just the epitome of of what you want a a Golden Eagle a Golden Eagle alum to be. So it was good to see him back here on campus. Um, as far as an update on Pottygate from last <laughs> week, so <laughs> Jason and I went out there Friday to set up. And we went and looked. It's like there was no signs. So we're like, ah, here we go. It's going to be interesting tomorrow. We'll see uh, We'll see what happens. And we get there on Saturday, and they put signs up, uh, authorized personnel only. And then it said something about calling the police. Uh, but they did put up signs. So uh, Good for them. Oh, it says authorized, perso- authorized personnel only. Do not prop door. Those caught propping door open will be reported to university police. So, and go to university jail. Go to university jail. Is that like a little bitty jail cell, like a dorm? Like everything on a university is smaller, you know, to like getting <laughs> getting you ready for real life. Are there bars I, on those? Is, do we actually have a jail? I think I so. That's a good question. I, I, I maybe there's got to be a holding cell somewhere because they're a legitimate police department. Um, I mean, they're they're a freestanding uh, entity of their own as far as a police department goes. So. So maybe uh, let me let me see if a buddy of mine used to be a USM police while we're talking. Let me see if I can text him and find out if uh, if USM has jail sales, jail cells, jail cells. OK, that sounds like a shoe insert. You, you uh, know, the, the cool uh, the coolest thing about that sign was <laughs> that, you know, somebody listened. And. They had the wherewithal to go 
tell the ROTC department or something, I guess. Well, <laughs> and then they and then they, well, they followed through and I, put the actual sign that you asked them to put on the door. I say they may, they may not have even listened because we I, we did have that conversation last week, so it could have just been like, you know what, if we're gonna harass ladies who are going to the restroom, then we should probably. Um, let it be known the the consequences before we do such they, things. So. They if they do have their own cells, uh, they are a recent addition. They did not used to have them, at least. So it was, I guess they would take them to Hattiesburg or have kind of like a Otis from Andy Griffith situation where he just comes in <laughs> when he's when he's ready. But uh, hey, God, no. God bless them. You know, hey, they they got to do what they got to do. But uh, yeah. So anyway, let a USM cop give me a ticket. Yeah, what are they going to do to me if I don't pay it? I don't park on campus anymore. That's I don't think you get your. I don't think they you don't get your degree. Oh, well, too late. Well, I never. <laughs> yeah, I, I I got I got several tickets, but I never had a parking pass up. So I never they didn't. I guess they didn't know. I, I got my degree, I, and I never paid my parking ticket. So. Um, now I'm going to have to, I guess. Now they're going <laughs> to they're looking well, at something to get on me, but they they don't know well, what well, the, the yeah, vehicle yeah, I was driving doesn't exist that, anymore. Yeah, if you get that, if you get that in the mail now, we'll definitely notice somebody listened. Yeah, yeah. R- Rusty Keys is a, a longtime listener of the podcast. He he doesn't appreciate us talking smack about his officers. Uh, well, that's you know, we weren't, we weren't talking about his officers. Nah, we we're talking about the, just one of them. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, so Southern Miss uh, took on UAB. We started off the game, started off strong. We were we were running we were running the ball at the end of the first quarter. It was three to nothing UAB, and you're thinking, okay, well, you know, don't really expect us to win this game, but we're in it. Like you never know us. You never know. That's why you play the game. Let's see what happens. And then the bottom just fell out in the second quarter, and we never looked back and ended up losing the game. 34 to nothing, which is the first time that we've been shut out at home, I believe, since 1984, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, it was um, not great. We did not have a great offensive output. The defense stepped up a little in the second half. Um, they pulled starting quarterback uh, Jack Lang and went with Chandler Pittman and uh, T. Webb at, at quarterback for the rest of the game. Uh Side note was announced today on Trevor Ritchie's podcast. Uh, Will Hall was on there today. It's a great episode. Check it out. That Chandler Pittman out for the year with a, a lower extremity injury. So, and that's the I reason mean, that that Jake Lang was pulled was because he did get hurt. He he could have come back, but uh, with the bye week coming this week. They decided that it was probably in the program's best interest to not risk further injury in that second half. So uh, it was an injury that caused uh, caused uh, you know T Webb to come in. Uh, they may have had uh, the the intent to play T a little bit uh, just to see what he could do, but uh, they definitely held Lang back because of uh, because of a, a leg injury. Southern Miss with only 107 total yard, uh, yards of total offense in the game, 32 net passing and 75 net rushing, which the rushing actually pretty good compared to what it had been. But only 32 net passing. I mean, their defensive line, as expected, just teed off and uh, we we didn't have an answer for them. There was there was nothing we could do. I mean, we were just outmanned 
and they definitely uh, showed that they were the the dominant team. But you know, something that the coach Hall kind of mentioned on that that podcast was, you know, UAB's had this same staff in place for years. You know, I think Southern Miss has had what did they say? This is like their fourth offensive coordinator in the past six years, and Southern Miss has gone through what? Fourth head coach in the last two years. Fourth head coach in the last two years. One year, really? Yeah. Three last year, one this year. Yeah. So, and 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 meanwhile, the Southern Miss defense, you know, kind of had a similar scheme and scheme and similar coaches for the past few years. They didn't really change it much. Meanwhile, the offensive coordinator that that you know they change things up every time. So that kind of plays into it as well. Another thing, Coach Hall mentioned it's something that I was thinking about, anyways. So you look at how we've played the first half of this year, uh, who we've played. You've got South Alabama's four and two, Troy's four and three, Alabama's six and one, Rice is two and four, uh, UTEP six and one, UAB five and two. So on on the year right now, our first six losses uh, came to teams that are a combined record of twenty seven and thirteen. So, and we've got UTSA coming up. UTSA seven and zero. Oh. Uh, but the rest of the teams, Middle Ten, two and four, North Texas, one and five, La Tech, two and four, FIU, one and five. That's like that's a you know you take out UTSA there, that's a combined record of six and eighteen. So if we're going to uh, be successful, it looks like we may have some opportunities. It's going to be tough losing you know the players that we've lost, but there are some teams that are in, in just as bad a shape as we are right now. As long as we can get to those games with one quarterback that still has two good legs and two good arms, because Jesus, man, what's the record yeah. for injured quarterbacks in a year for a program? Because we're at we're at five now, right? Uh, we're at four. It depends on how you look at it. Twenty twenty twelve was we really ran the gamut on injuring quarterbacks that year. I don't did know. We, that. Did we hurt four quarterbacks though? Like season-ending injuries hurt quarterbacks because uh, Tilo, uh, Ty Keys, um, Walker, and now Pittman was was hurt playing quarterback. Uh, there's four that are done for the year. That's crazy talk. I'm not sure if there's a lot of situations where you have four players halfway through the season that are. That are gone, he cut up there for a second. Yeah, I'm oh, just okay. saying, like, hello, y'all hear yeah, me? yeah, yeah, we, yeah, hear, we you hear you now. Okay, no, I was just saying, uh, you know, uh, it's 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 rare that you'll have four players from an entire football team that are uh, that are you're halfway through the season, and having four from one specific position group is uh is just kind of unheard of. But you know, coming into this season, man, I mean, I think everybody saw it as a new staff, new system, like a semi-rebuild. Um, turns out we were right about the offensive line. We were right about the QB situation. We obviously didn't see all these injuries coming up, but that's really been the dagger. And then along with what Jamie said, but the toughest part of our schedule being the front, being the front half of it. So hopefully this back half better, but <laughs> uh, to be this banged up, um, it's hard to be optimistic. And somehow I still see three. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what we'll take it how we can get it. I mean, 
I, you know, you at least hope we can get one, man. Just get something. Get some kind of positive heading into the offseason. I mean, we know it's going to be – we know we got some work to do as far as personnel, but it's going to be good. You know, two, it's going to be good to get some of those players healthy again that can, that can come in and contribute. So, um, Do we close the year with FAU? FIU. FIU. Well, that, yeah. that may be even better, but it'd, it'd be nice to shut those fools up again uh, at the end of the year. Also, uh, so, but, so our last two home games, North Texas is one in five and FIU is one in five. So oh, I like it. Yeah. You, you, you know, we should, they should at least, be, they we at least shouldn't be 24 to nothing. I mean, 34 to nothing games. We should at least be in the, in the mix. So hopefully <laughs> three wins this year, six wins. This year, and after that, we beat the shit out of people. Okay. Well, nice. I'm, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it, man. I mean, I'm, We've been through a lot. It's I'm, I'm I'm ready. There we go. I mean, and, and, and if you look at you know, I think we all had question marks about the offense. But I mean, did the def- I think the defense has overperformed this year. No, we we didn't look great in the second quarter last week, but other than that, for the entire season, I'm not sure if, if I saw the defense performing as well as I think they performed all season long. So there are some bright spots. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully we can string it together and, and, and get some W's. But, uh, you know, the, the bye week, I, I mean, I was going to say you, you couldn't have come at a better time, but it probably could have come a few weeks ago and it'd been a better time. <laughs> like last week. Was <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but it is good to have a bye, um, give the players kind of a chance to reset. And if they say, hey, you know, crazier things have happened. I mean, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but, uh, you know, we're one in six. You've got five games left on the schedule. Anything can happen. Definitely not saying that it will, but uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We, we we still got some we still got some football left to play. And um, you know, given how things have gone the past nine years, you can't take wins for granted. And given how things have gone the past almost two years now, it's really awesome to get sit to sit in the rock with everybody there and tailgate and have Eagle walk and have a good time. So you definitely can't take anything mm-hmm. for granted. So I'm, I'm excited about the, the final uh, five games and the final two home games. I think it's going to be a, a, a great time at the hey right. And, and Louisiana Monroe beat uh, Liberty last week. That's why they play the games. Uh, you exactly. never know what's going to happen. Never know what's going to happen. Um, and, and like you said, former golden Eagle quarterback Chandler Pittman, uh, now Chandler Rogers, Chandler Rogers. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, the Chandlers are all coming together on me. Uh, Chandler Rogers, you know, he played uh, a little bit his freshman year before he transferred out, but, uh, Hey, congratulations to him. That's a, that's a, that's a big win. We, we certainly couldn't beat him last year. UAB certainly couldn't beat him this year. So that just speaks to the power of the Sun Belt, the strength of the well, Sun we've Belt. We've already pulled a, uh, we've already pulled a coach back into the uniform. Is there anything that we can do to get another player from another team back in the same uniform this season? It doesn't look like it. I don't think so, but, you know, we, we are accepting coaches now to join the roster. So, hey, we'll Man, see. I just, hope that we have, I just hope that we have enough left in the tank mentally as well as physically moving along because that's the toughest thing, isn't it? Like you're telling me if we could like like that one more win. Like if you're in a slump and you're play, if if you play baseball, you're in a slump. You know, you just need that one game where you square up about three balls, hit one off the wall, and you're right back at it. Uh, but it, we just, you know, 
you throw the injuries in there, it's tougher. But just mentally, man, just losing and losing. It was like five in a row. We lost five in a row. It's um, a lot. Yeah, it is. You know, so. But you know, no, streaks four, are crazy. Four in a row. The four in a row. Okay. We uh, Grambling was the second game, so. Well, dropping knowledge. We got a we got a bye week now. Let's let's give a shout out to our our friends at BetUS. Bet with the three decade leader BetUS. Join now with a one hundred and twenty five percent bonus by using our promo code TTTT one two five, or a two hundred percent bonus with crypto by using our promo code TTTT two hundred. Bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more at BETUS.com. You bet, you win. You get paid, bet you s. Okay, so bringing uh, you guys up to speed on our picks from the past from the past week, Shane actually was the lead dog this week but with a record of six and four. Jason yo, yo. following him five and five, and I bringing up the rear as always at four and six. So on this season, uh, I'm twenty six and forty four. Shane is thirty and forty. And Jason still with the lead dog position at 37 and 33. So coming for you, bump. That's uh, that brings us. Well, I feel horrible about this week's pick. So <laughs> that brings us to the picks of the week, and um, we'll get started with FAU, who is a seven-point favorite at Charlotte. Jason, do you have a pick in oh, this game? Still my go. I thought well, you were get the. Uh... He he won okay, so I, the overall. I yeah, you're you're still yeah. the overall lead dog. Cool. I think. Um, you should. So <laughs> I like that. I so like this. That. Um, Let's go back. Uh, so, so FAU Charlotte. Is that what you said? Uh, FAU and Charlotte. Yes, and it's yeah, at so Charlotte. FAU Charlotte. Yeah, I think this game is really almost a pick 'em. Um, Charlotte has been really clutch against the spread this season, and just for that alone, I'm going with Charlotte. Um. Yeah, I, 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 I think so, too. Also, um, not a FAU fan. Uh, there are 15 fans on Twitter really getting on my nerves. Uh, making the, They made the claim that FAU's done more in the last five years than we've done in our entire history <laughs> on Twitter the other day, and I almost shit my pants. It, it took a lot for me not to lace into those idiots. Uh, and then... Uh, I came across a thread where an FAU fan was asking another FAU fan, how does it work with them joining the AAC since they've already started conference play this year? And I just, are you that stupid? Are you that, you think it happens immediately? (laughs) Oh, let's wipe the schedule clean. That's how dumb these people are. So uh, you, we don't have to fight them all. Just let them be stupid uh, and and move on. But yeah, come on, Charlotte, Uh, win that game. Uh, beat the spread and and give me that. So I'm going Charlotte. It's in Charlotte. Charlotte's been uh, a little sneaky this year, so I'm going to go with Charlotte as well. All right, up next, uh, probably one of the ugliest games on the slate: Middle Tennessee State, a 15 and a half point favorite at UConn. So Jason, what do you say? This is just a weird game. I, Middle Tennessee versus UConn doesn't even like. I wonder like how long they've had this one on the books. Uh, it's just weird to, to th- think about these two teams playing a game, especially late in the year when it's usually conference. Anyway, um, Middle Tennessee will probably win this game. 
but I don't I just don't trust anything that they'll ever do. So I'm gonna pick UConn uh with the uh with the points there. All right. Man, Shane. uh I'm splitting from you there because there's not too many teams that I would think Middle Tennessee may be able to cover a fifteen and a half point spread against, but UConn and UMass are probably those two teams. Uh so I'm I'm gonna go with um the Mutsu on this one. You know, I think that's uh that's a, just a hefty, hefty spread for me to fill any confidence with middle. I do understand that it is UConn, but I'm gonna go with uh UConn as well on this one. Um so we 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 don't have a full slate of conference USA games this week, so we're gonna throw in some of our opponents from well one of I guess two of our opponents from this year as well as some of the Sun Belt games. So our next game, Coastal Carolina is a four and a half point favorite at Appalachian State. Jason. A uh, very intriguing matchup that I'm I'm really interested in actually checking out. And that's weird for me because I usually don't watch any other games besides uh, Southern Miss. But uh, this, this matchup intrigues me. App State, it's a tough place to play. I hope we get to go there and watch a game one day. Um, we can Coastal stay at my house and drive over. Love it. Coastal scores a shit ton of points. Um, They actually lead the nation in scoring at 48.8 points per game. I think the atmosphere uh, is going to keep it close in this one, but uh, Coastal wins, and I have Coastal. Yeah, um, this is a tough one because it is in Boone, um, and and that may change it. Uh, App got exposed a a little bit against Lafayette. Um, I'm, I've been a little heavy-handed on the pours tonight. I'm, I'm two in. I had planned on three. I don't know if I'm gonna make it to three. Uh, can't even speak at this point. But uh, Lafayette's got a good squad, but they kind of exposed uh, App State. And and was that last week? Am I time traveling here? I believe it was last week. I've been uh, unlike Jason. I've been watching a lot of these weekday uh, Sun Belt games just because they're on during the week and uh it's it's college football to watch and uh with the hope in the back of my mind that these are our future conference mates uh, i've been interested um so with it being in boone i think coastal coastal's got a good thing going there um four and a half i'm i'm gonna go with the chanticleers I'm going to uh, – I need to do some catching up, so I'm going to go with App State just because it is at App State. Uh, I fully expect Coastal Carolina to win, but I'm so far down right now that I need to make up some wins somewhere, so I'm going to go with App State. Up next, Maybe the altitude will get the Chanticleers up there in the mountains since they're down there on the beach in South Carolina. Very true. Very true. Uh, up next, we've got uh, Louisiana. Louisiana. Uh, Lafayette and Ulala, an 18 point favorite at Arkansas State. Jason, what do you think? Uh, Ulala is really rolling this year. <laughs> Arkansas State is really bad. Um, 18, 18 is just a ton of points for me. And so we just, uh, for the, it, it's like every game that we have on the sheet this week, there's a ton of points. <laughs> and this late in the season, it's hard to figure out. So it's kind of a really, it's really a crapshoot once you throw the point spread in there. So, I don't know. I don't know enough about these teams to make a uh, 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 a really um, educated pick, but I'm going to take Arkansas State. Yeah, after watching uh, Ulala and and 
the App State game and knowing how not good Arkansas State is this year, I think Lafayette can can pull 18 points on them. So I'm going to go with the Cajuns. Um, you know, I think Lafayette uh, should win, but I'm going to go with Arkansas State just because the, the line is so, so high. Okay, this one's kind of interesting. South mm-hmm. Alabama. South Alabama, a 13.5-point favorite at Louisiana Monroe. Yeah, so it's at Monroe. I don't know if that means a whole lot. Um, South Alabama just rolled Georgia Southern. But the Warhawks, like Shane said earlier, just beat Liberty somehow. That doesn't make sense at all. Um, and, and they usually don't score any points, right? <laughs> so that, that makes this one really tough. Uh, I think they've got some momentum. Uh, I think I think Louisiana Monroe has some momentum. And they might not win. Um, but I'm going to take uh... – Going to take who? Monroe. Monroe. Okay. All right. Um, man, Kane Womack's defense at South Alabama is nasty. Um, people have not had a lot of success against them. Uh, I see Monroe maybe still being in the clouds a little bit after their big win. Um, those guys have not been used to a lot of success over the last existence of their program. Um, so I, I think South Alabama wins that game by two touchdowns or more. So I'm going to go with the Jags. I think that, uh, that 13 and a half, even for South Alabama, I think that's a lot of points uh, against Monroe. I think that's a little bit too big of a margin for me right now. So I, if I had to pick straight up, I would pick South Alabama to win, but uh, I'm going to go with Louisiana Monroe and the points. Um, up next, we've got Tennessee, the Tennessee Volunteers against uh, our form, former opponent this year, the University of Alabama Crimson Tide. Alabama, a 25-and-a-half-point favorite. Jason, what do you think? Yeah, it's such a big spread here. Uh, Bama is going to win the football game. Um, but do they cover? That's the question. Um, it's at Bama. I mean, hell, we scored twice on Alabama, and we don't score on anybody. What we, we, we decide, we have six offensive touchdowns outside of Grambling, and two of them are against Alabama. Um, so do I think Tennessee will score as much as we did? Probably. And probably give up less than we did, 25 and a half. So I'm going to take Tennessee. Um. You know, Tennessee and Ole Miss just went at it, uh, and that was a close game. Bama crushed the Rebels. I, uh, this is tough. This is because twenty-five and a half is a lot. That, I mean, that's that's more than three touchdowns and a field goal difference. Um, I, uh, I'm going to go with those Crimson Elephants, though. I, I, I just – they've kind of been doing that to everybody. They've kind of been beating the hell out of everybody except for Texas A&M. So uh, I don't think that changes. They don't like Tennessee at all in Tuscaloosa, and it is in Tuscaloosa. So uh, I think there's motivation there. I, th- I think they roll the balls. Let's go Bama. I'm going to go with Alabama, too. The 25-and-a-half is a large spread, but uh... – you know, Tennessee, I don't know that they can cut the mustard this week. So I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Alabama and the uh, 25 and a half points. Now we get into the rest of the conference USA slate. 
the rice owls, which, by the way, I saw a funny tweet that if this AAC uh, rumor is true, that the new AAC will have three teams with owl mascots. So I believe it is all of the owl mascots. Is is there another FBS team that has an owl Temple. as a mascot? Well, Temple Tem- is in the AAC. Temple is in the AAC. So you uh. get Temple, FAU, and Rice. And Rice. I so think that's all the owls. So they will, yeah, they will have the the market cornered on owl mascots. Maybe that was ESPN's plan all along. They Maybe wanted all the owls in one conference. Have an owl battle royal, battle royale. Um, so Rice, Roy at, Owl, Roy Roy Owl. Yeah. So yeah. Rice is at UAB. UAB is a twenty-three point favorite. Jason. What do you think? That's just that's just too many points for me. Uh, we've seen both of these teams, and even though it's clear to me who is the better team, 23 is just a whole lot. Rice actually has an offense with a functioning quarterback who plays quarterback. Like that's what he does. Uh, so I'm going to take Rice. You know, you you say that, um, but we almost beat Rice and probably should have beat Rice. And I know that we have we've lost some people uh, since that Rice game. Um, but I, I don't think that Rice is going to be able to do much on UAB's defense. Um, I see UAB winning that game pretty big. It's in Birmingham. Uh, it'll be in, you know, at least their half full brand new stadium. Um, I'm going to go with the Blazers. I'm going to go with the Blazers too. I think that Rice, uh, you know, I thought they were going to be a formidable team this year, but I don't see how they're going to be able to match up with uh with uh, uab's defense so i'm going to go with the blazers as well even though the blazers have shown they can be a little inconsistent i kind of feel like they are in a good spot right now and um i think they'll cover the 23 then we've got liberty the uh the flamers flames yeah flames liberty liberty flames are a 21 and a half point favorite at north texas Jason, what do you think? So North has been having a horrible year. Uh, it's, it's even probably a little bit worse than ours because at least we like our coach. Um, <laughs> and this is like the worst time to be playing Liberty. Uh, they just got beat by Monroe for all, you know, of, of all people. I mean, that's one of the biggest upsets that I can remember just uh, ever. Um, so, yeah, North Texas, is, they suck. Uh, 21 and a half is a lot. And I would love to take the underdog, but I think Liberty just comes in pissed off and just dominates. Uh, I got the Flames. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking along that lines. I, I think that the Flames are going to come in madder than a coach whose uh, university issued cell phone just got linked to some prostitutes in Tampa, and um, <laughs> they just roll <laughs> North Texas. Uh, so I'm going Flames. I'm going to go with North Texas uh, just simply because it is a 21 and a half point spread. And, uh, you know, even though Liberty did beat UAB, they did struggle a little bit with. Uh, and I don't think that I don't know much about Louisiana Monroe, but I don't and I don't think North Texas is on their level. But the 21 and a half points is just a little too stout for me in this game. I think Liberty will win, but I don't think it will be by that large of a margin. Then Willis got, threw three interceptions in the ULM game, by the way. That's that's well that what definitely, happened. yeah. That def I think he ran for more than he passed ran for more yards than he passed for. I don't know. He was it was something that was pretty close. 
Um, then we've got Western Kentucky is a 15-point favorite at FIU. Jason, what do you think? Yeah, Western Kentucky every single week. We know, we know they're going to score a ton of points. Um, this game's in Miami for whatever that's worth. Um, Western just beat Old Dominion by 23. Zap went off like he always does. They're going to win the game. And, um, you know, 15 with somebody who just absolutely cannot stop anybody is a lot of points, but I'm still going to go with Western because I think I just think that they're going to finally put it together. And uh, I don't even know if FA, you know, I don't know if FAU is, is going to be formidable, but I think that Western is just going to score like 50. And I'm not positive Western can, I mean, FIU can, can get within 15 of that. So I'm going, uh, going Western. Yeah, this spread could probably be 30 and I'd go with the Hilltoppers. Um, FIU is just bad and Western Kentucky's offense is really good. Uh, that's, uh, Zach Bailey is just tearing it up there. And, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be pretty at all. I, I don't know that that spread is big enough. I'm going with the Hilltoppers. I'm going to go with the Hilltoppers as well. Just, just too much offense, uh, out there, even with the, with the seven. I mean, that's, that's, you know, I mean, even with the 15, I think that, uh, I think the Hilltoppers can cover that. So I'm going to go with the Hilltoppers as well. And the last game, uh, UTSA is only a seven-point favorite at Louisiana Tech. Really weird. I mean, UTSA has to lose a game at some point. Um, seven, But then seven points is not a whole lot. So, I mean, why is that spread only seven? What the hell does Vegas know that we don't know? Um, Tech's only averaging 25 points a game, and they give up 451 yards per game. And they got a super good team coming in. And yet it's only a seven-point spread. Um, man, I want Tech to win this, but damn. You know what? Screw it. I got Smoke Harris and La Tech. So you you just like the name Smoke Harris. I do. Dude's awesome, too. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, I I think UTSA wins this game. Um I think they win it by more than a touchdown. So uh, I don't know that it'll be much more than a touchdown, but I'm going to go uh, as much as it pains me. Uh, not that I want to see La Tech win a game. I, I have no love for the Bulldogs either, <laughs> but um, uh, I'm going with uh, with UTSA. I'm going to go with UTSA as well. They've just been it, – it's, it's kind of tough to go against them at this point until until they, they mess up. You know, I think they'll mess up at some point, but they haven't. So, um, meanwhile, I've I've bet on Southern Miss every single week and have only got it right once. So, um, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go with um, UTSA in this one. So, that, that wraps up our picks for the week. Shane, do you have any uh, any news for us this week? Man, I got news galore. Settle in. Listen to the sultry sounds of my voice coming through your speakers for the next 30 minutes because we got stuff to talk about. My mouth's watering because I've been drinking a bunch of whiskey. So um, let me wash that down with a little bit more whiskey before we get started. <laughs> mm. That's good stuff. All right. So. We're a baseball school, but we also may be a soccer school at this point in time. 
Got to start it off with the Lady Eagles, uh, as we do most every week, uh, because that program is just tearing it up. Thursday, October, I've got the 4th written down, but that's not right. It was the 14th. Um, so I'm going to just make that note here on my pad, not that that matters. Uh, but on the 14th, the women get a two-overtime win against Rice in Hattiesburg. The first ever win over Rice in program history. Coming into this game, the Lady Eagles were 0-12-1 against the Rice Owls. That was a huge win. Absolutely huge. Not only was it was the first win in conference uh, or program history over Rice, but it catapulted the ladies back into first place in Conference USA West over the Rice Owls. That was a two to one win, like I said, in, in double overtime. Sophomore Blessing Kingsley got the uh, Lady Eagles on the board in the 30th minute. Uh, the Lady Eagles took that lead into halftime, but uh, not long after half, uh, but I think it was about 10 minutes after halftime, uh, Rice tied to, uh, Rice scored to tie it up and then went all the way to double overtime. Uh, we were fouled in the box, which brought us to a penalty kick situation. Our Colombian sensation freshman Alana Izquierdo uh, scored on a penalty kick in the 106th minute to seal the win for the Lady Eagles. Uh, just an absolutely massive win. Uh, can't be understated. Uh, she won the uh, the 4th Street uh, sports show. I, I messed up the name of their show. I apologize for that. But they put out a poll every week of who was the most valuable player across the different Southern Miss programs. Ilana uh, uh, won that uh, award well-deserved uh, for a freshman. She's a COVID freshman. She did play a little bit last year. Uh, but man, is she going to be, uh, just an absolute star by the time she leaves Southern Miss because she is tearing it up already. The Lady Eagles outshot Rice 16 to nine in that match, uh, and, uh, outshot or, uh, out, yeah, outshot the Lady Owls 11 to five shots on goal. So, uh, it, we had our opportunities, probably should have won it before it made it to double overtime, really play, outplayed the Owls. But the win is the win. We got it in an exciting fashion, and now uh, the ladies control their own destiny. Next up, this Friday, October 22nd at 8 o'clock out in El Paso, the Lady Eagles take on UTEP. Uh, that's uh, the first of two matches left before the Conference USA Championships. So uh, exciting to see what the Lady Eagles can do over these last two weeks. Uh, hopefully they can come back from El Paso with a win and stay in first place and set themselves up and uh, – prime position going into the conference USA tournament men's golf had a good showing up here in my neck of the woods. They were about 10 minutes from my house over at uh, the course on NC state's campus, Lonnie pool golf course at the Wolfpack intercollegiate. Uh, the gentleman left that uh, tournament tied seventh uh, tied four seventh out of 16 teams. Uh, sophomore Robbie ladder shot a total of 212 uh, to finish eighth. Uh, the Eagles were ranked by uh, Golf Week at number 62 and number 63 by Golf Stat last week. Uh, so uh, men's golf program doing uh, pretty well, playing some good golf here lately, getting some some recognition, uh, starting to be be ranked by some of these publications. So uh, next they have their final fall match uh, and then they postpone it until uh, playing in the spring. Uh, Monday the 25th and Tuesday the 26th, they are at the Battle at Black Creek in Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, and uh, exciting to see what the men can do there as they finish up their fall season. <clears throat> A little sip. 
volleyball. The, the ladies there uh, continue to struggle this season. Uh, Friday and Saturday, the 15th and 16th, they hosted the UTEP Miners. Uh, Friday, they fell one to three. Saturday, they fell two to three. That takes their record to 10 and 12 and two and six in Conference USA play. Next up this Friday and Saturday, October 22nd, 23rd, they are over at Rice. Uh, Friday, they play at six o'clock. Saturday, they play at noon. Um, I, now that I, I realized that I, I told you the volleyball record, I skipped over what soccer's record was. So we'll back up to that. Soccer after the win over Rice now sits at seven, three and two and three, one and two in Conference USA play. Uh, beach volleyball was in action. They did host the Southern Miss Fall Tournament Saturday the 16th. Um, they hosted Tulane, Spring Hill, and Southeastern. Uh, you wouldn't know that uh, because I couldn't find any results from that anywhere. They, those matches I, were played. Uh, I assume they were played. They were scheduled to be played, but there was no info. Um, the volleyball team will be back in action October 30th. Men's tennis played in uh, I need to, to back up in my notes here because I got a little excited and skipped over exactly what the ITA regionals uh, were called. And that is exactly it. The ITA regionals didn't need to go back to my notes um, over over in uh, Auburn, Alabama. Uh, got uh, got a lot to tell you here. Uh, we had uh, two men qualify in the singles to go onto the main draw. Uh, Drew Sunish and Omajan Nabeev. Um, and then we also had four teams qualify in the main doubles draw. Three of those four won their first match before losing in the second round. Uh, Nabeev in action David, uh, defeated Chris Andre from Alabama State 6-3-6-2 in his first match and then went on to defeat Chris Tasker from Troy. Uh, and five to seven, six to two, and six to zero in those matches. And then he took out, uh, the number four ranked player, Luke. Uh, man, some of these names, uh, in tennis are just absolutely murderous on me, especially after a few pours of whiskey. We'll just say Luke from Tulane. We're not going to attempt his last name. He plays Tulane. Nobody cares anyway. Six, three, six, four. Uh, and then Sunish automatically qualified, so he didn't play through the qualifying rounds. Uh, in the main draw, Sunish fell to Vlad Lobach from LSU, seven to six, seven to eight. And then Nabi fell to German Sumaflov from Bama, six to three, seven to six. Uh, the men's tennis team is now off until November 5th. They'll be back in action. Uh, the Lady Eagles tennis team was in action. They were at the ITA Southern Regionals in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, Ibru Zainap Yazgan won uh, her first qualifying round against Dorota, and we're just going to skip her last name, from Northwestern State, 6-3, to 6-0. Uh, she won in her second round play against Alexandra Balba from ULM, 6-2, 6-4, and then one in her round of 16 match against Lindsay Song from Sanford. Uh, then she lost her next match against Michelle Noob from Troy, 7-5, to 6-0. Uh, Clara Tardival won against Giovanna Perena from ULM, 7-5, 6-4, and then lost to Brooke Thies from Tulane, 2-6, uh, 7-5, 10-2. Uh, the doubles pair of Monique Burton and Sarah Medic 
beat Samford eight to five, uh, and then uh, Bama uh, eight to three before losing to Ole Miss eight to four. Uh, moving on to cross country, uh, the cross country ladies were at the Florida State Invite back on Friday the fifteenth. Uh, finished 12th out of 29 teams there. Uh, Lena May, who has been our standout in, in each match uh, when cross country is involved, finished 24th overall. Uh, next up for the cross country team is the Conference USA Championships in Charlotte on the 30th of October. Uh, softball was not in action, but uh, a note to, to pass on about them. Uh, the coaching staff there, even after all the turmoil that, that happened at the end of last season with all the transfers that came out, uh, seem to be finding their players and their types of players currently have four commits ranked in the top 84 nationally, which is, is pretty damn strong. Uh, Neely McManus or McManus, uh, is this number 63 ranked player. Paris Ferguson is the number 72 ranked player. Shelby Allen is the 79th ranked player and Kinsley Gordon is the 84 ranked players so uh definitely uh impressive for them to have four recruits ranked that highly uh as far as uh national rankings go and one last note here uh baseball the fall baseball showcase is saturday the 23rd uh so if you're in hattiesburg and you're hungry for some baseball i'm assuming that that's open to the public you can go watch that uh, and then one last baseball-related note, Matt Walner is playing in the Arizona Fall League right now and has been tearing it up, smashing home runs left and right. Uh, so Walner continues to do what Walner does, Walner smash. And that's oh. all I got, boys. Excellent work, Shane. Thank you. Thank you very much. Walner smash. Walner that sounds smash. like a drink at a local bar. Uh, maybe it's a baseball season shot you guys can get going. Oh, yeah, they walkers. I'll have a Walner smash, please. So what's in a Walner smash, Bob? You got to ask him. Create it on the spot right now. Let's, uh, mm. I mean, um, what's it like? Mm. Uh, it's like a, like a, uh, Irish car bomb, but it's uh, a shot of fireball dropped in a lining kugel or something. It's, it, it, <laughs> oh, it's, wow. it's, it's gotta have like halibut or something. Like you gotta have <laughs> walleye, walleye, walleye. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the, the, the the fish of choices there that he's he's so fun northern about. pike well i think we've covered uh, enough content for the episode uh shane do you have any shout outs um you know we we gave them a, a shout out last week uh but uh i keep seeing their pictures pop up uh they're just living life to the fullest down in the dominican republic right now congratulations to marchant and angela uh, you guys seem to be having a great time down there. Uh, congratulations. Um, and, and that's all about all I got this week. Uh, shout out to, uh, the Sunbelt conference. Hopefully, uh, we're, we're your newest members here soon. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. We're, I'm for it. We'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Oh, and I almost forgot, uh, I, I did have three films tonight. Uh, first started off with a Blanton single, single barrel, uh, kind of moved uh, up in proof as I went through these uh, and then went to. Uh, a, yeah, because that, that was 93 proof, uh, then went to a Buffalo Trace single barrel from uh, my friends up here in Carolina Whiskey Society uh, and then kept it in the Buffalo Trace family because all three of these are made by Buffalo Trace Distillery. Finished it off with a Colonel E.H. Taylor small batch bottled in bond. Uh, I got a couple of shout outs. Uh, first off, 
we have a a a golden eagle uh, athlete power couple who uh, made their marriage i don't know what the word i was gonna say made their marriage legal but uh, you know they they got married all right as long as you didn't say consummated their marriage i'm sure that it's happened (laughs) at some point uh but former golden eagle baseball great dylan burdeau and former golden eagle softball player chase nelson Tied the knot this weekend, so congratulations to them. Wishing you the best of luck. Hoping that you can, uh, if you do decide to have children, that you can produce the next Golden Eagle great. Um, so best of best of luck to the two of you. Uh, Got to give a shout out to man, my comics this week, man. This is we had to shut down comedy with everything going on with COVID, but we're this is our first show back Thursday night at Brewski's. Got two comics who have never done shows with Hub City Comedy before that are going to be going up. Um, before Louis Katz, so I'm excited for them, excited for all that. So Louis Katz at Brewski's this Thursday night, uh, that's October the 21st at 8 p.m., $10 in advance, $15 at the door. You may have seen Louis on HBO, Comedy Central, NBC, and the like. A really, really funny comedian, really, really good joke writer. He works a lot with Dave Attell, um, but like I Legend. said before, make sure that you go look him up on YouTube before you come to the show. Make sure that he is your speed of comedy. All right, Jason. <clears throat> yeah, so first of all, I wanted to give a shout out to my dad. It's uh it's his birthday today, so if you might oh, follow wow. him on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, make sure you tell him happy birthday. I guess happy well, birthday, nobody, Wayne. Nobody's happy gonna birthday, be listening Wayne. to this until tomorrow, so you can tell me tell me a belated birthday. But I wanted to go last with my shout outs this week because I wanted to let everybody know about a little situation that I have been going through. And uh, tomorrow kind of is a big day along those lines. So um, here's what happened. Uh, I had a bump on my arm uh, that I thought was a mosquito bite. Uh, And uh, about after three weeks or so, it didn't go away. So I went to the dermatologist. Then I got sent off for – they wanted to biopsy it in the room right there, which I thought was kind of weird. Laid back, had it biopsied. Um, Came back, and it was sent to a specialist. So this is what I learned. T cells are released from the thymus to go out and fight infection in the body. For some reason, some of mine went to these spots in the skin and started multiplying. This has caused what they call cutaneous T cell lymphoma or CTCL. And there's a scientific name for it, but I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. Here's what you need to know. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's not very common. And my type that I have is even more rare uh, in the 3% range. Uh, I've met with specialists. Over the past couple of months, I've, I've, there's a team of doctors uh, on this thing. And it, it, what it comes down to is um, this, this lymphoma. Um, it's a cancer. Um, and uh, the, the good thing is we caught it early. Uh, it seems to be very treatable. Localized radiation starts in the morning right here in Hattiesburg at the cancer clinic uh, at 7 a.m. So I will be there bright and early for the next uh, 12 to 14 days straight to get these two spots zapped with radiation. Um, I'm not doing this to, you know, get sympathy or anything like that. I feel great. Uh, it feels weird even going in these rooms. Um, when you walk into the cancer center over there, I mean, there's people everywhere, you know, like but uh, they look like cancer people. And, um, and I'm one of those people. So, uh, I just wanted to get this out and tell everybody because just use it as kind of a PSA just to get out there and get tested. You know, uh, I even went to my local doctor, uh, my, my, my regular uh, physician, 
he saw these spots and he said, man, you know, I don't even know if I would have sent you to a specialist, uh, just into his, to, you know, it's, it's, it's super rare. So I can see why he would have said that, but if my wife didn't make me go to the dermatologist, I never would have found this out. And even though it sucks right now, um, you know, if I'd have waited longer and then that the two spots that I have would have grown into, I don't know, a big ass cluster or, you know, several spots or anything like that, or God forbid, you know, uh, like, like when I did, when they did my blood test, um, that was nerve wracking because every time you do one of these tests, it takes like a week for it to come back. Right. So, uh, they did the blood test. It's not in the blood. They did the CT scan. They scanned like over 600 nodes. It's not in any of the nodes. So I literally have a spot. Uh, kind of near my underarm and spot on my forearm that tomorrow we're going to get their radiation on. So, you know, I've been sitting on this for quite a while. Kind of feels decent to get it off my chest. But uh, if you are the church going kind, you want to send some prayers my way, I will surely take it. But um, more than anything, if you have anything lingering, you know, like, you know, should I go get that checked out or whatever? Man, just go. Just go and do it. Uh, take that afternoon. Make that appointment. Get your ass to the doctor and uh, and get yourself healthy. Do you think you'll be able to set up tailgate in two weeks? <laughs> <laughs> Is a bear shit in the woods, Jamie? <laughs> uh, no, you know, you know, we got your back, man. You know, we're thinking yeah. about you. You know, we're, you know, uh, surely everything's it's, gonna be fine. Yeah. You know, and we just yeah, it's uh, uh, it's heavy, man. It's it's a uh, it's a heavy thing to go through, but uh. Tell you what, you uh, you just keep on L I V I N, man. You know, and get on down the road. So everything's gonna be fine. I don't feel bad, but you know, I told I've told everybody. So you know, I'm kind of walking through a light sprinkle outside, but there's still some lightning bolts coming down. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not out of the woods, uh, but I'm definitely in the woods. So there it is. Well, good thing they caught it early, man. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, I mean, that's that's the right. best case scenario in the situation. You never want that to happen, but uh, but at least it's it's called early and treatable, and we're we're all thinking about you sending sending positive vibes uh, your way for sure. Thank you, sir. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, we definitely appreciate you and all you do for the show and all you do, uh, Southern Miss fan, man. You've uh, I mean, you're a great friend to us, and uh, you know that we're. We've definitely got your back. We're definitely pulling for you, and and, and I'm sure everything's going to be just fine. Um, but definitely understand, definitely empathize and understand how scary they can be. I, I really, I can't imagine, man. So wishing you the best and hoping all goes well with the radiation. Forearm um, cancer is not taking bump down. <laughs> yeah. Gonna, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, well, you guys uh, take a mental health break this weekend. It's a bye. You don't have to stress out about football. You can go get your exam or whatever. No, it's a great time. And just enjoy the bye week. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully. I'm not sure when we're going to get some kind of news on an announcement, but as soon as we do, we've got the tweet ready to go. go. As soon as we feel comp- confident, we'll sling it out there, uh, or we'll we'll show you a hippo or something. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, watch for the hippos. Watch for the hippos. <laughs> we'll, we'll be ready to go. Um Glad, thank you guys so much for listening. Hope, uh, hope you enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. 
You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi put you all shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done the fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs Florida State or Tennessee but I chose Southern Mississippi and right here at home is where I'll always be I could play for Alabama USC our Notre Dame You have lots Of things to offer But Southern Mississippi Put you all to shame I could play For North Carolina Ohio State Or LSU You play a good Game of football But Southern Mississippi Is a whole lot better than you season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one ask mississippi state ask mississippi state call katie case bailey with dunbar real estate for all of your real estate needs katie case bailey realtor extraordinaire something to show something to list something to sell call today at 601-408-9980 